Welcome to the Alger Podcast. Following the podcast, there will be a brief disclosure. Hello, I'm Alex Bernstein, and you're listening to the Alger Podcast, investing in growth and change. In many investor portfolios, mid-cap stocks can be an underappreciated asset class. Yet historically, they've demonstrated some of the best characteristics of both large-cap and small-cap equities. Last year, I had the pleasure of speaking with Alger's newest portfolio manager, Brandon Geisler, who spent more than 21 years specializing in mid-cap investing and now manages the Alger mid-cap growth strategy. Brandon, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Absolutely, Alex. Glad to be here. Brandon, you're coming up on your one-year anniversary at Alger, and as I mentioned, you had extensive experience in mid-caps before coming here. What drove you to mid-caps and why that asset class? You know, it's interesting. I've, I've often wondered that myself over the years, and I think what appeals to me is, I really identify with it, is these businesses have a lot of the return characteristics of small cap companies, and they tend to be a little more entrepreneurial, and they tend to be early in their growth stage, but they have a lot of the risk characteristics of large cap stocks. And me as an investor, I've gravitated towards that return and risk dynamic And I've also really liked the fact that I can kind of grow with these companies, get to know them. One of the things that I've really prided myself over the years and one one of the things that Alger really emphasizes is fundamental work. And so identifying a company when it's a smaller mid cap, really getting to know that management team, their process, their structure, their market, and then being with it for a number of years as it grows, it's been really rewarding and I really enjoy it. Obviously, 2023 was an extremely challenging time for investors. How is this period for mid-caps? It's been a difficult market environment broadly. I mean, I think there's no question as we've digested the inflation that kind of materialized over the last 24 months, and we're still kind of dealing with that today, the related interest rate impacts as people have had to raise the cost of capital, try and slow the economy down. It's interesting how that's impacted mid-caps. I think it's really suited our style of mid-cap investing where high-quality compounding assets, I think, have been rewarded in this environment because in many cases they tend to have balance sheets that don't need refinancing or they have business models that have kind of stood the test of time, graduated again from that small cap space where sometimes this environment presents more difficulties to them. And so the way we've tried to construct the portfolio in this environment is really kind of orientate ourselves towards businesses that carry characteristics like high returns on invested capital, high recurring revenue, very strong EBITDA margin profiles for the industries that participate in and low debt, and finding that mix of companies I think has really stood as well. Just to stay with portfolio construction, I know you like a certain consistency in your holdings and you're very specific about the part each holding plays in the portfolio. Can you talk about that a little bit? One of the things we've tried to do is if you think about the portfolio, roughly 60 to 80 percent of this is what I'll call compounding growth stocks. So these are companies that, you know, as I mentioned earlier, have those characteristics of returns, invested capital, of recurring revenue, of margin profiles, debt and industry structure is also important to us. We like to play with a top three player like we don't want to necessarily participate in a languishing asset. And we complement that with two other buckets in our portfolios. One side of that is roughly zero to 20% can be aggressive growth stocks. And they might have qualities that you might think of in certain place of retail or technology or even healthcare, for example. 
The other side of that pendulum is another zero to 20% is what I'll call life cycle change. And uh, you know, as you think about that name, it really represents a change. It could be a manager change. It could be a business model change. It could be a debt restructuring change. But we like the core business. It is misexecuting or it's being misappreciated by the market for one reason or another. And that we think presents an opportunity as it might go through this change and hopefully beneficial to the portfolios. Brandon, can you talk a bit about which themes and sectors are currently driving the portfolio? So whether it's in technology or in companies like Constellation Software, which is a vertical software player, or Cadence Software, which creates software for the semiconductor industry, profitability and consistency of revenue this year has been very important to us. Similarly, if you look within healthcare, companies like West Pharmaceutical had a difficult time coming after the COVID bump. Some of their products were heavily used in the vaccine administration across the world, frankly. And so they were coming off that COVID high. It presented us, for example, an opportunity to participate in a class-leading business that we thought was an attractive valuation. So we tried to be very selective in buying those high-quality businesses where we have those discounts. The other thing that's been beneficial this year is I mentioned earlier about our life cycle change bucket. Um, and so a couple names there that I'd like to highlight. One of them is GFL, for example. It is a waste management company actually based out of Canada, but has big business operations also here in the United States. But that is one where it was going under a transformational change of its balance sheet. They were digesting some M&A over the last couple of years. And likewise, with that came some debt. You know, they decided this year to sell some of those assets, and we think this is the opportunity to participate in that transition of that business model. Another one has been Verisk Analytics. Verisk is a leading provider of data to the insurance industry. They had a separate business unit called Wood McKenzie, which was an oil and gas oriented business unit, which they also divested at the tail end of last year. And so uh, we thought that the proceeds of that and the focus of that business now being primarily focused on insurance would kind of reinvigorate the business and provide a structurally sound investment. We're seeing headlines almost daily about artificial intelligence. How are you viewing AI in the mid cap space? I think one of the things we're cautious of is following the hype of AI. And so there are the haves and the have-nots, I think, in the current environment. The air will come out of the room and we'll find out who the haves are. And I think we'll play appropriately at the right time, but we're not going to change our mantra. We're going to look for businesses that we think we can really own for a period of time. And so with that, we have to do our due diligence. One thing that's important to us is really finding the right entry point on stocks and the framework that we've tried to create, combining both the fundamental work along with some technical overlay as well, that when we decide to buy a stock, we're comfortable buying it there. We're actually even more comfortable buying it lower. And right now there is some froth in the market and we kind of want to see where that all shakes out. MongoDB is a company in the software space. And as of a few months ago, there's 300 companies, AI vendors using their product. As of today, there's 1,500, for example. You know, that is a company that AI or generative AI wasn't necessarily the core business, but their technology is adapting. You also have interest in semiconductors, but of course, NVIDIA, which is grabbing so much attention, is a large cap. I think what's great about NVIDIA is it brings attention to the space. There's a lot of work that's going behind the industry. I think it is going to create great small and mid cap companies. 
And there's undoubtedly many that are below that are participating in different ways. For the most part right now, obviously uh, NVIDIA gets the attention or Microsoft with their relationship with OpenAI gets the attention, but the reality is it is broader. But in the mid-cap space, it's companies like Marvell, for example. I think many of the vertical software vendors are starting to include modules or develop modules that will include different versions of AI to support those businesses. And so I think it's going to evolve in time, and, and we're looking forward to participating. Brandon, I know you draw on the efforts of Alger's entire research team, but you also do quite a bit of your own research. Yeah, you mentioned earlier, you know, how's my time here, been here at Alger? And I think one of the great things is the team really does try and dig in. And then Zach Smith actually joined me as an analyst in Denver. And so we've been able to utilize those resources, utilize our own resources, and we have other resources that are available to us here at the firm, which is a great part of being part of Alger. And really, we're doing a lot of legwork. Zach and I have been spending a lot of time doing primary research, trying to understand the alternative investment industry, for example, and where the opportunities might exist there. And, and we'll take that data and we'll take the resources we have both on the street and internally, and we'll kind of build a model. We'll talk to a lot of industry experts and we'll just start to work the idea, kind of like kneading bread, right? You have to work the idea, develop a framework where we're comfortable investing at a certain price per share for a stock and then build our position around it or not. You know, for example, when we talked about GFL earlier, one of our channel checks was talking with the people in the credit industry or the fixed income industry because we thought understanding the fixed income side and the credit industry and what their issues, potential issues, positive, negative for GFL would help us understand the equity side of the equation. And so we try and have a, a matrix approach. Are we gonna hit everything? No, we won't. But I think what we're trying to do is put the odds in our favor, be consistent with our process, be methodical. We're not gonna just chase a trade to trace a trade. Brandon, last time we talked, you just opened Alger's Denver office, and you mentioned that your cameras picked up mountain lions in your backyard. Have you had more run-ins with mountain lions? I have not seen a mountain lion, but I will say I went for a run a couple of weeks ago, and coming up the road was four lynxes, a family of lynxes, and I was wondering how long before they bailed off the street because it was starting to get intimidating. Um, no, no mountain lions yet. I hope I never do, frankly. Brandon, final question. Why do you think this is a good time for investors to be looking at mid-caps? I think it's a great time to look at this space broadly. I think the companies carry that dual dynamic risk and return. I think that's why, personally, I have gravitated my personal style. It's not that someone just provided me this space at some point in my career to try and invest behind. I actually really enjoy investing in these businesses. It's who I am. If I wasn't doing this job, I'd still be investing behind make-up ideas because I, I love the characteristics that many of them present. Brandon, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Oh, it's been great. Thanks, Alex. And thank you for listening. For more information on the Alger Midcap Growth Strategy and for more of our latest insights, please visit alger.com. The views expressed are the views of Fred Alger Management LLC, FM, and its affiliates as of July 2023. These views are subject to change at any time and may not represent the views of all portfolio management teams. These views should not be interpreted as guarantee of the future performance of the markets, any security, or any funds managed by FAM. These views are not meant to provide investment advice and should not be considered a recommendation to purchase or sell securities. Holdings and sector allocations are subject to change. Important information for U.S. investors. 
This material must be accompanied by the most recent fund fact sheets if used in connection with the sale of mutual fund and ETF shares. Fred Alger & Company LLC serves as distributor of the Alger Mutual Funds. Important information for UK and EU investors. This material is directed at investment professionals and qualified investors as defined by MIFID FCA regulations. It is for information purposes only and has been prepared and is made available for the benefit of investors. This material does not constitute an offer or solicitation to any person in any jurisdiction in which it is not authorized or permitted or to anyone who would be an unlawful recipient and is only intended for use by original recipients and addressees. The original recipient is solely responsible for any actions and further distributing this material and should be satisfied in doing so that there is no breach of local legislation or regulation. Certain products may be subject to restrictions with regards to certain persons or in certain countries under national regulations applicable to such persons or countries. Alger Management Limited, Company House Number 8634056, domiciled at 78 Brook Street, London, W1K5EF, UK, is authorized and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority for the distribution of regulated financial products and services. FAM and or Weatherby Capital LLC US Registered Investment Advisors serve as sub-portfolio manager to financial products distributed by Alger Management Limited. Alger Group Holdings LLC, parent company of FAM, and Alger Management Limited, FAM, and Fred Alger and Company LLC are not authorized persons for the purposes of the Financial Services and Markets Act 2000 of the United Kingdom, FSMA, and this material has not been approved by an authorized person for the purposes of Section 212B of the FSMA. Important information for investors in Israel. This material is provided in Israel only to investors of the type listed in the first schedule of the Securities Law, 1968, the Securities Law, and the Regulation of Investment Advice, Investment Marketing, and Investment Portfolio Management Law, 1995. The fund units will not be sold to investors who are not of the type listed in the first schedule of the Securities Law. Risk Disclosures Investing in the stock market involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Growth stocks may be more volatile than other stocks as their prices tend to be higher in relation to their company's earnings and may be more sensitive to market political and economic developments. Local, regional, or global events such as environmental or natural disasters, war, terrorism, pandemics, outbreaks of infectious diseases, and similar public health threats, recessions, or other events could have a significant impact on investments. A significant portion of assets may be invested in securities of companies in related sectors or industries and may be similarly affected by economic, political, or market events and conditions and may be more vulnerable to unfavorable sector or industry developments. Investing in companies of medium capitalizations involves the risk that such issuers may have limited product lines or financial resources like management depth or have limited liquidity. Assets may be focused in a small number of holdings, making them susceptible to risks associated with a single economic, political, or regulatory event than a more diversified portfolio. Foreign securities involve special risks, including currency fluctuations, inefficient trading, political and economic instability, and increased volatility. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. The following positions represent assets under management for the Alger Midcap Growth Strategy as of April 30th, 2023. Constellation Software, Inc., 3.0. 5%. Cadence Design Systems, Inc., 2.55%. West Pharmaceutical Services, Inc., 3.49%. GFL Environmental, Inc., 3.62%. Verisk Analytics, Inc., 2.18%. Marvell Technology, Inc., 1.19%. MongoDB, Inc., 1.22%. Wood McKenzie, 0%. The following positions represent firm-wide assets under management for Alger as of April 30th, 2023. NVIDIA Corp. 3.20%, Microsoft Corp. 7.85%, Fred Alger & Company LC, 100 Pearl Street, New York, New York, 1004, 800-223-3810, Alger.com.